Welcome back, welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. So, Lewis, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> okay. Dangerous territories. You should have. You should have. Dangerous story territories over here. As you can tell, um, uh, we are having fun here today because <laughs> we're having fun because I mean, in spite of. There you go. In spite of, in spite of, in spite of uh, Lewis not being here today, today it is going to be one fanboy and maybe one casual, depends on how things are going. Uh, but we do welcome you being here today. We thank you for uh, all of your um, listening and all of your uh, commentary for us. Uh, today we have a jam-packed show, even though we are missing one of the fanboys. So let's begin with Lewis's favorite, which is our poo-pourri. I think we're going to start off with something that is near and dear to heart uh, to our hearts, even though... I think this is more for you, Harold, because um, mm. you know. Last time we talked about the Rams, you know, you, you know, you are a true, you know, you are a true Ram fan. Yes, I am. You know, and, and um, I, as I mentioned before, um, if if we were ta- to talk about, I've always been a homer in, in in terms of like sports, but because as for those people, we haven't said these words in the in a long time since I was born in the Philippines. <laughs> um, the the team that I knew of, and the only team I knew of, was actually the 49ers because that's the one where I actually, for some reason, in the even in a tropical heat in 90s and uh, and hundreds, I still had really thick. Uh, bubble jackets with 49ers uh, <laughs> logo on it. So, um, how are you doing now that the Rams has done what we've been hoping that they were going to accomplish in the last couple of years? I am ecstatic. Um, as you guys, I, as I mentioned before in the previous episode when we talked about the Rams getting to the Super Bowl, I used to actually work in Inglewood at the Hollywood Park Casino, Inglewood, right next door to where SoFi Stadium is now. And every day that I would go into Inglewood, there's a big sign that says Inglewood City of Champions. And it was basically because the Western Forum, used to, uh, not the West, well, it used to be the Great Western Forum. Great Western, yeah. And then now it's just the Forum, but the Forum was there. And that's where all the Lakers won their titles in the 80s and early, uh, well, in the 80s. So that's kind of why they named it the City of Champions. And then now. We actually have another championship team in the city of Inglewood, the city and county of Los Angeles. Welcome to the 2021-22 NFL World Champion Los Angeles Rams. Now, first and foremost, um, did you watch? Of course. Okay, yeah, that is a big of course. <laughs> um, and um, I don't know about you, but I have to tell you at a certain point, um, and I think you and I have talked about this Um I think I have two of the three, um, uh, uh, you know, um, three uh, three peats that um, the Lakers won. I helped them out. Did I tell you this already? Yes. I, I was a major factor of it because um, I would make sure that I would not be around in major moments because the moment I leave, the the, the Lakers um, started doing really well. Um, and so this time around, I again I credit the 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 win to me. <laughs> because um, I was there when um, it was ten to th- uh, when it was what ten to three, um, or uh, or 
It was 10 to 7? I was there. 10 to 3, yeah. Yeah, and, and when it started going badly, I told myself I need to distance myself away from this. So basically the second half. So I, I was sitting there, and then the first, what, 30 seconds, um, the, um, uh, the the uh, not the Broncos, the, the Bengals scored. Yes. You know, and then 10 seconds later, we fumbled. You know, and I, I told myself, you know what? I'm going to pull a Lakers, and I started cleaning my kitchen, and that's when magic happened. I I remember now it was thirteen to three because we missed a oh, yeah. extra point because Johnny Hecker uh, yeah. fumbled the the snap. But yeah, it was weird because like um, generally when we do these like any kind of Super Bowl, we always have like some kind of party, and the, uh, you know obviously the past year or, or almost two years now. Um, we haven't had to really do big gatherings. Uh, last year, I think, I'm pretty sure I just watched this Bowl by myself. Um, so this year, I was expecting, like, I had watched the NF- NFC championship game, or both championship games at my buddy's house. And there was a, uh, a few of us there, so I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have the same crew together for the Super Bowl. That did not happen. People were working. People ended up going to other parties. So it was just me and their family. Like, which I've done several times before because I don't like watching football uh, by myself, especially for the Super Bowl. And then, um, but it was still great. Like, my buddy had a lot of money riding on this game. Like, a lot of money. Okay. And either way, he was going to win some kind of money. But if the Rams won, he was going to win a ton of money. Wow, nice. And uh, when that final, well, when the touchdown happened and then when the, the fourth down happened, he was so excited and then his wife came in she was like recording us but she missed the moment where we were both hugging each other and slapping each other really hard and then so i thought that that was the video she posted and then she was like no it's just a video of him screaming how much money he won and you just sitting in the corner being like yay you won money so i'm supporting you i'm here for you man i was like you're not gonna give me a dollar even though i paid for lunch and dinner but that's that's how things go so like you know i mean like dennis said we're homers because you know dennis moved here from the philippines straight to los pretty much straight to los angeles or where he's lived the majority of his life. Me, I was born and bred here in the San Fernando Valley. Um, so I've always been like Los Angeles till, you know, from forever until today. So it was nice to see the football team that I actually do support because if you don't know, when I say my immediate family, I mean my father hated and hates the Raiders. Mm. So we were never allowed to cheer for the Raiders, even though my cousin and his family, they're all Raiders fans. So... If you're cheering for a football team, you're either cheering for the Niners or you're cheering for the Rams, but we're not allowed to cheer for the Raiders. Oh, interesting. I didn't know I didn't know that. Yeah, my dad hates the Raiders and the Cowboys, which are the two most popular football teams. Is there a reason for it? Or uh, He hates Al Davis. Okay. And he hated Jerry Jones. No, he never hated the players. He just hated both of the owners. Wow, that that is a very specific <laughs> hatred. Like, yes. I'm going... I mean, I, I guess he he did he he was born or not born he 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 lived in the east for a while yes. you know so I I can see the uh, the hatred for certain teams wow that's that, that's actually pretty interesting now um I know we joked around we are not sports fans and everything um but I do as a fan um as a true fan of the Rams um and as a homer um as you and I don't uh, are not shy about what do you think of the comments that um it, it, that it might have been rigged a little bit towards us considering 
you know, such a clean, except for that face mask. Yeah, that, oh, that's the thing. That, is, that was that was so terrible. That's that was the makeup call. You think so? I really believe that's the makeup oh, call. Okay. Because to be honest, mm-hmm. two four uh, sorry four years ago when there was a non-pass interference called on the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl the last time. Um, I felt bad because I knew that wasn't pass interference. Mm-hmm. And this time when I saw that guy just barely hook Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and pretty much make a clean play, I was like, it's not pass interference. It might have been holding, but they called it pass interference, yeah. which meant like more in advancing the ball. Yeah, first so, down, first down and advance the ball. But yeah. then I was like, as soon as they did that, I was like, they're making up for the fact that Jalen Ramsey got his face pulled. Yeah, Because if that doesn't happen, they're not in the lead. Yeah, that that is that was the most hilarious non-call I've ever seen <laughs> because you know again I you know I I I like football you know I um and I I, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call myself a huge like big master of the actual game but when if I can tell that something is past interference you know for a fact that it's past <laughs> interference like I didn't even need to wait for the uh, the replay I was like I I looked at my wife bro. <laughs> That's and then and then the replay. But you, I gotta admit, uh, what's what's the name of the defensive guy? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. No, no, the 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 offense. The uh, the offense. Oh, Jamar Chase. No, no, no. Sorry, T T Higgins. Is it Higgins? Okay, but you have to admit Higgins. It it was such a smooth way of doing it, <laughs> especially especially the way he turned the, his head just slightly enough that that his eyes would disappear and then he let go. A- after after the non call, even I was like, "That's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> give him give the Bengals credit for cheating in the right ways and then getting robbed because you know you feel bad like you know you want you'd love to have a seat. You'd love to see a clean game. Mm-hmm. And then it was pretty much that until that one... The passing inference is on both sides. Wow. It's like lack of one and then the obvious one that... Well, I guess obvious to some people, not so much to some other people. But, you know, for just... for To to be on the good side of things for once, well, I don't know. I know. It, it felt cheap, but at the same time, I was like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, speaking of cheap, um, when Burrow <laughs> hurt himself... Like oh, or almost hurt himself. Um, my wife's like, uh, is is he okay? I went, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish he, I wish, I wish that that's how much I was uh, homering on on that day. So, I think I I feel better about him being hurt if he wasn't so good looking. Dude, let, let me let me stop you here real quick. Except for his fashion sense. That's why. That's I think that's what it is though. Because you know me, I love accessories. <sighs> See, here's the thing. I, I thought I thought to myself, that is a good-looking man, until I saw his fashion sense. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, is it the opposite? Yeah, mine is the opposite. It's like, keep him clean, keep keep him pure. And then when he walked in with that like cowboy, like I don't even know how to describe it. You know, the people said it looked like a TV that was still on static mode. Like it was on channel three before you turned your Nintendo on. That's what he looked like. So. Okay. Well, I'm 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 glad that we we can both agree and disagree on the uh, the handsomeness of Burrow over there. Okay. Well, um, I you know I, again, if you guys um, did watch the Rams uh, game, um, you know, let us know what you thought. Was it a great game? Is it something that you look forward to next year? Because I'm you know supposedly the. Um, they're in betting wise. They are they are right now number two and or tied between two and three 
of the the most likely oh, yeah. possible of returning back to the Super Bowl. And if that's the case, dang, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, that's good for them. They have a future. It was so bad for them for so long. You know, you, you just love to see teams actually succeed. You never want to see one crappy team. It's, mm-hmm. it's unfair to everybody else. Yeah. So, like, I, eventually I'd love to see the Jaguars become good again. Like, you know, you need some portals, but, you know, it's not going to happen. Portals. <laughs> <Damn laughs> okay. Wow. That That is that is going to be uh, the way. Which, but Speaking of which, Bortle um, is a five-letter word. It is. Damn, that's such a. Gr- I, I, I don't know. It it's sounded like, like it, okay. But it sounds like what we're. I love the. About. I love the fact that you, you. For those, for the, for the fans who uh, know that we are not, uh, you know, a, a video podcast. Harold had to use his fingers to count the uh, the number of letters in Bortles. But um, I do like the fact that that is a very good segue, at least in my opinion, Perfect. to our next uh, poopery. You know, um, Harold and I, um, you know, every so often we find certain things that we obsess with. Um, you know, Harold was obsessed with this one game where we are not going to say anymore just in case he falls back to his old habits. Um, you know, but it, uh, it's happening, by the way. Uh, damn it. See, <laughs> like... we, we, we got to make sure we, we, uh, we, we stop it again. But, um, you know, the last couple weeks, um, you know, something you know something has caught the interest of the the world, at least the America at the very least. But you know, it, it the um, it's been something that you see on your Instagram, on Facebook. Um, people are are sharing their their success or their lack of success on one of the most popular games there is, and that game is of course Wordle. You know, um, and this is something that um, Harold kind of introduced me to. I was seeing the uh, the Wordle um, like um, comments and like posts and everything, and you know, I was kind of ignoring it just because me, uh, even though technically I'm supposed to be the technical director of this podcast, um, I'm terrible at you know technical technical stuff. stuff. So Harold introduced me to Wordle, and it's something that really caught my attention. Uh, which is interesting because the moment it caught my attention, that's when the New York Times decided that they were going to spend. Did you hear how much money? Was it like ten million dollars? Seven figures, low okay. seven figures for a huh? game that this guy—I forgot his name already—but this guy who created for his partner, you know, just to entertain his partner, and it has become um, a worldwide uh, phenomenon and something that has made him an ultra bajillionaire. Well, not a bajillionaire, but you know, ultra millionaire at this point. Um, I wish I could could have, could have come out with something so simple. So, Harold, why is it that a game like Wordle has you know caught everybody's attention? Either? I really think it's the competitive thing, mm. where everybody who sees a result is like, okay, that person was able to get it in this an X amount of uh, tries. Maybe I can see if I can do it a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. Or how did they get it so much faster than I did? And like, why wasn't it so obvious to me? Because it's, it's a little bit of a brain teaser, but it's not super complicated. I think that's the best thing is it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It is basically Sudoku with letters. Ooh, but okay. like, I didn't think about that that way. But, okay. Because, you know, you use the Sudoku numbers to eliminate certain spaces. Mm-hmm. And then now here you're using letters to eliminate other answers because if a letter doesn't appear then you can eliminate that thing and that's what's nice about you know having the little keyboard at the bottom saying okay these these letters aren't involved in the puzzle whatsoever yeah so it's the simple for me it's about the simplicity and it's about the challenge of saying oh i think i can get as many streaks or like the longest streak i can think i can possibly get with this thing 
Yeah. Um, I agree with you. It is, you know, it's, it, it, it's the fact that it's something you play only one day. You, you only have, you have 24 hours to, to do it. And everyone has the same word, which is, which is what surprised me. You know, it's that um, everyone had the same word and it was fun. And that was the, that was, that was the most fun of it. And, um, you know, before we get into, into a little bit more specifics, um, are you using the NY uh, New York Times uh, like link now, or are you using the old uh, link? It goes directly to the New York Times link now. Oh, my okay. bookmark on my phone goes directly to it. Because you you heard about the controversy, right? Was it that um, I I just read it briefly, but I don't remember. Yeah, a couple of days ago was the first time in world history, which is like months, um, where the the world N N Y T app or the website the link and then the older link had two different words. Really? Yeah, and it pissed everybody off. Just because, again, it's... The, the beauty of it is that we all have to have the same exactly. letters, you know? And, and, and of course, uh, New York Times, um, you know, ha- a lot of people have lost their streaks, which uh, everybody's proud of. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Um, do you think that... Uh, are you still playing Wordle? I am still. Okay. I did take a break because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I just forget. Mm-hmm. But I was proud of the streak that I was on and the fact that I was at 100% every time that I ever tried it, I would get it. Um, But the thing that's funny to me and I feel really interesting is the social contract that everybody playing this game seems to understand. In that we all know you're trying to guess the word. We're not going to give you any hints to it and we're not going to ruin it for you because that would ruin the game for everybody. Exactly. And one of our buddies... Um, who I will talk about later because um, I we I went to an event with him. Mm. We were talking about the same thing where he kind of trolls his friends when he answers a word first, and he'll be like, kind of giving subtle hints. And I, in my head, I was like, I don't I I was like, just don't do that for me, dude, because I want to know that I answered this on my own. Mm. It took everything that I did personally in order for me to solve this puzzle. No hints from anybody else. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing with every other people too. If people say, "Oh, I'm having a hard time with this one," I'd be like, "I'm not going to give you any hints, but I'll encourage you to keep going. Yeah. And if you don't end up getting it, I mean, then so be it." Yeah, I I, I, I kind of agree with you. I would rather so far, thankfully I have not gotten blanked out yet. I've been close. Um, for some reason, the last, last you know, I, I prided myself that the first couple times I was like. At third, I, I, for some reason, the first like week I was getting everything like by the third try, um, but then all of a sudden it's been like four, five, and like the other day I, I, I like was so close it was a sixth, and and I was so thankfully that uh, thankful that I was I was able to get it. But I agree, um, I would rather be I would rather say you know what I tried my best, um, I blanked out <coughs> I couldn't do it. Um, rather than somebody w- whisper it to me because I would be so angry. Did you do today's? Uh, hold on, let me let me let me let me check. I, I don't want to spoil it for any like I'm not gonna ruin it for you. Let me check. Let me, I I wanted I want to say yes, but oh, hello. Um, crap. Oh yeah, yeah I did today. I did. Today uh, it took me six tries. Okay, you did today's right? Yes. This is today's. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, okay. so <laughs> you know why it took me six tries? Why? How many other words can you, how many other letters can you put there instead of that letter? You're right. I put four, I don't want to show you my thing, but there's, <laughs> like, I saw the word, and uh-huh. I was like, 
Okay, by the time you guys hear this, you're not going to... Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be spoiled. So the word for today was shake. S-H-A-K-E. Which, if I see the words S-H-A blank E, <laughs> the first word I go with is shame. The okay. second word I go with is shade. Share. Share is the third <laughs> one I go with. Fifth one for me. And then I was like, what the hell is this sixth <laughs> one? And then I was looking at all the letters. I was like, why would they put shake? And I was like, shake! No! I was like, that would be my last resort. I was even thinking shale before shake. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, dude. So it's that's kind of the fun thing about it is like, there's so many options. And a lot of the times... You'll see like four letters light up and you're like, yeah. And then the last one will be not in it. The victory of the games. The other word that I, that I, that I, I, it was hilarious to me was a few days ago was Robin. Um, it, it, the word was Robin. And, um, I think, I think by the third try, it was like R O a blank I N, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> I was looking, going. Sorry. I was like, and I, like in my head, I was like, "What is this word?" And then for some reason, the word that, that oh, I know what the word is. I put the word Ronin. Before, it's a word. Before it's a word. And then what, I was like, and, and it was one of those moments where I was I I had to go through each letter, uh, Rokin, Rofin, and, and Ro Robin. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> like the Filipino side of me, I almost passed Robin because Robin is not a word. Did you see? I, I showed you that video, right? Where the one a streamer was trying to figure out it. No. And he was like, the word was moist. Okay. And he was like, he saw O I S T. Uh-huh. He already had O I S T green. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was just like, Do, doist? <laughs> Cooist? And then he went, Moist? <laughs> He goes, no, no, moist is not a word. And then he's like, he failed, and he's like, what is it? And he's like, joist. It's joist. <laughs> then he puts joist, and he failed, and he goes, moist. How come nobody told me it was moist? He's like, did I have it right? And they're like, you called it moist, bro. Yeah, which, by the way, for um, for religious um, uh, nerds, moist is a word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, he's proven wrong both times. <laughs> Um, so before we move on to the next one, I, I have to tell you, wh- what is your strat- What is your opening strategy for for for, I, for Wordle? I always go with the same word. What is, what is your word? What is your stern. word? Stern. Stern. Well, yeah. I like that one. You get the S T R, and then I mean that that's a pretty good one actually. Because E is there, there was an old what was that one movie where they're saying the the most frequent letter in all the uh, in all words is the letter e mm. so if there's if there's ever going to be a vowel it's generally going to be e so if you don't have that then you can always go around it so if the word doesn't have e it makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. and then um, i do the it's basically the um, wheel of fortune strategy rstlne oh, and then I looked at those words and I was like, I can either put rents or I can put stern. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're hardly going to get words that start R-E. So I was like, I'm just going to try S-T just so that, you know, you can find out if they're in it or not. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a thing that said, you should put the word crane. Hmm. And then I was like, no, because C is, even now, if you look at a lot of the puzzles that we have now, there's no C in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I. For some reason, I, I don't know why I I like putting O U E in it. So like today's word, my 
my word today was route. R-O-U-T-E, just so that I have the R and the T. And for some reason, O-U-E is, is one of my, it's, my That's favorite. a good strategy, too, because you're knowing that if there's going to be more than one vowel. Mm. That's always the thing is, like, vowels are, like, the stupid... The only thing that makes me angry, though, is if it's a repeat letter. Because I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, when it, it, only, it happened just recently. Two A's, like, A and I forget what the word was. Um, but... Uh, I, and, and it's funny because I was teaching my wife. I, I told my wife, and I told her there's never been an I've never seen double letter, and the, the two letters was a and then a and the end. I, I'll have to check what the word was, but um, we'll have to see. I mean, who who knew that a game like this would you know? I mean, I I, I wouldn't call it like a uh, you know something that changed the zeitgeist of the uh, of, of pop culture, but definitely something that. You know, that, that, that has taken fancy and something that entertains us. You know, at, at the very least, a couple minutes, if not me, where um, it, not because I'm there for like a couple hours, it's more of, um, I only, because of my the, the way my job works, I only have like small snippets of time where I can actually sit, sit there. So the moment I have like two, three minutes, I'll open my, my, um, my, my, my browser and I'll try a word or examine it. So it's definitely something that, um, has you know has passed the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of passing our time, um, I hear that you um, was a- were able to do something that um, we have not, uh, at least I have not been able to do um, uh, during a COVID nineteen era. Um, something that I didn't even realize was actually still ongoing. Yeah. Um, a couple of months ago, a buddy of ours, the guy who ruined uh, Wordle for almost ruined Wordle for some people, um, our buddy and friend of the podcast, Mooney, um, told me that one of my favorite comedians was actually doing a show in Los Angeles. And if I was interested in getting a ticket, um, I totally had forgotten that he had bought the ticket. Mm. And two weeks ago, he's like, hey, man, you still going to me to the show? I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm down. I didn't know that you got the ticket. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Us and our friends were going to go watch the show. Um, and it's actually a comedian who I've been really fascinated with for the past, I want to say six years. Uh, comedian's name is Tom Segura. Um, he is one of those guys, uh, I mean, sad, he's like one of Joe Rogan's friends. So he was kind of popularized by Joe Rogan, but he's a 20 times better stand-up comedian than Joe Rogan is. He's I, actually, didn't even, I didn't even realize Joe Rogan was a comedian. Exactly, because he's not funny. No. But um, Tom Segura is funny. And he's like a mean comedian, but he's also like funny and like stupid. Like he does silly stuff. Um, so he has a podcast, obviously, because everybody does. I mean, look at us. But um, he has like... <laughs> whoa, whoa. You mean we're not original? <laughs> <laughs> Today we are. <laughs> like, no one's doing these categories like we are. I used to hope not. <laughs> but... Um, um, with him, it's like he has two of the most popular uh, podcasts on any platform. Um, he just got an exclusivity thing with, I think, um, SiriusXM. So they're paying him millions of dollars to do his podcast. Wow. Um, and then I, I started listening to his stand-up. I watch all his stand-up specials on Netflix. They are totally not safe for any children. <laughs> they are some of the worst things you'll ever hear in your life. But he's hilarious. And when I heard he was doing a show here... I was like, I'm in. It ended up being at the Wiltern. It was the first indoor thing I've done. Like, oh, like even with SmackDown, at least we're a little bit spaced out. This mm-hmm. thing was like, the Wiltern, the seats are right next to each other. Like, if I had sat next to another, a bigger dude, 
I would not have been fitted in my seat. I would have oh, been wow. angled somewhere because they were literally you know, like shoulder to shoulder on all these things. Um, but it was fantastic. I mean, there was thousands of people. I think it fits like 1,500 people in there. So I guess thousands of people. And the crazy thing is his Tom Segura's dad passed away less than a month ago. And he was literally a source of a lot of his jokes. On his podcast, he was one of his favorite guests. And I was like telling Mooney, I was like, dude, I, don't, I wonder if he's going to bring up the fact that his dad died. And he did. And then he did it in the worst way possible by including him in some of the most messed up jokes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? If you're, if that's the way your relationship with your dad was, yeah. and that's the way, you know, you bring up or you're able to grieve and, you know, comfort yourself, that's per- the perfect way to do it. Because mm-hmm. he like started in and everybody was sad and then he did his first joke and I was like, I need to hear more of your stories about your dad <laughs> because this is the perfect way to honor him. And it was, I've watched a bunch of stand-up shows before. Um, this is actually the first one not of our buddy Rex where it was like, it felt like an actual taping. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be his next Netflix Netflix special. This is the material for his, like he's working on it. That's why he's touring everywhere. Ah, gotcha. And I'm like, if this is what he's coming up with in his next special, which is later this year, it's going to be one of his best. Because some of the stuff he said, so hilarious. I had not laughed that hard in a long time. Um, I felt bad for the dude. Or I felt bad for Mooney because the guy next to him was laughing and hacking at the same time. Ooh. And he was like, he's not wearing his mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Moon, if you got sick from that thing. But it's totally worth it. <laughs> I'd like to believe so. I mean, I, and I, 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 like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tom Segura. Um, I, I, it's one of those things where, um, I, I, I have to get used to his style of comedy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, definitely funny. And it's something that I've been wanting to go to, you know, um, you know, it's for some reason recently I've really been on a, uh, like comedian kick, you know, like, um, I've been looking at different things. Um, I just recently, I, I think you, I, I mentioned this, I just recently, rediscovered i guess um um a bert kreischer mm-hmm. um uh, hilarious i've, I've so I, that's going to be my goal now if bert kreischer ever does a comedy show around here I they're need... best friends are they yeah oh, okay. he, he does a joke about he did like three jokes about bert in mm. his special because um because he wasn't uh wasn't segura in kreischer's um the Kevin um, yeah, show. Yeah, he was in the very first yeah. episode. So that's why I, I that's the first time I <coughs> knew of Segura, like because I saw him uh, and in his his comedy specials. Never really tried it out, and I, I I only started listening to Tom Segura just because he was funny in that um, in in Kreischer's uh, show. Yeah. You know what's crazy is we I found out the next day. I mean, we had already seen the show, and I saw that the very next day. Um, there was a show, Pat Oswalt had a show mm-hmm. and I love, you know, I love Pat Oswalt and he did a surprise show at the Largo. You know who his guest star was, dude? Who? Number one was, I think Hannibal Burris, but number two, Mulaney. Wait. Hannibal Burris is still alive? Yes. He's still funny. No, no, no. I, he, he's funny. Yes. Am I thinking of a different, um, Patrice is... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, yeah. We're gonna go. Ooh. Okay, go. my bad, my bad. But Mulaney was there. Mulaney was a special guest. Oh wow! Dude. And I was like, dude, if we had, that would have been the best thing I'd ever. 
I mean, it would have been the perfect comedy weekend if I got Segura on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then Patton and Mulaney on Sunday. Uh, did I ever tell you my one big, my my one experience with Patton Oswald? Why why I didn't like him for the longest time? What was this? So um, one time I brought my daughter when she was like maybe two or three. Um, we we wanted to bring her to go uh, Santa Claus, um, you know, pictures, you know. Um, and my wife and I were uh, were waiting in line for quite a while, at least maybe 45, close to an hour. And then all of a sudden, um, they called, they, they said, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I know you guys have been in the, but uh, we are, we're closing down, uh, we're, we're going to be shutting down for about an hour or so. Um, you know, and they made an excuse about, um, you know, um, Santa Claus is, you know, like, you know, Santa, Santa Claus is, is going to be going with his elves, you know, and I'm like, what, what the hell? We, we, we're, we're like really close. You know, they weren't promised like, we are like, can you give us like a promise that we're going to be like in line? No, sorry. Sorry, sir. We can't do that. And I was like, what, what the hell is going on? And then I, I, I started walking around and um, an official from um, this was in um, what do you call this? What's the Glendale? Um, the gallery? The gal- no, not the Glen- gallery. Oh, the Americana. The Americana. Um, like a couple of officials from the America started walking in with like um, photographers and everything. Um, and lo and behold, Patton Oswald walks in with his uh, little child. Um, and Patrick Oswald gets to go inside the, um, meet Santa Claus and goes out and, um, and, and, and walks away with a picture with the Santa. And then that's when they reopened the, the whole thing. So Patton Oswald, personal vendetta for the long, for like years, <laughs> people started talking about how good Patton or how funny Patton Oswald is. And every single time I was like, I hate Patton Oswald. <laughs> Pat Oswald is a, a D-I-C-K, you know. <laughs> and, He's king of the nerds. I know, he is, but that's the thing. I, I And I hate the fact that I like him now, but it's still in the back of my mind. I was like, he's, <laughs> he's the jerk that made me wait, that that canceled my, my daughter's, um, you Santa know, just because he was special compared to I everybody. thought you were going to say that. He was the Santa Claus, and then that was they were filming uh, Harold and Kumar's very special Christmas. No, I see. Very I, Harold see and that that, that would be a better story, but no, <laughs> he was just a selfish prick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why why is it I find like um like uh, controversy with like the famous people, dude? And they're supposed to be nice guys. Yeah, like, like the one time he tried to murder Tom Hanks. Yeah, that. <laughs> 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 okay, you, you got to tell that story. Go. Uh. <laughs> He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> he's cool. We don't want we, we don't want him on uh, the bad side. Yeah. Um, you, you know who's a a, a jackass? Brian McKnight. No. Johnny Knoxville. No. Um. Uh. What do you call this? Uh. Triple D guy. Oh really? Yeah. I thought he was the nicest guy. <laughs> I know. Everybody thinks. See, here's the thing. It seems like so. Tom Holland, I have an issue with. Patton Oswalt, I have an issue with. A uh, guy Fieri, I have an issue with as well. Um, 
I, I never told you the story? No. So please proceed. Oh, let's scrap the rest of the episode. <laughs> I want to know. It, it's moments where I uh, find <laughs> a really, really like something that I don't like about famous people. You know, um, sadly enough that the uh, um, the only person, uh, only famous person that I got to interact with, um, you know, and I've uh, thought highly of, um, might go to jail. <laughs> Bill Cosby? Oh no, no. No, uh, what do you call it? The king of uh, the king of porn. Remember? Oh, that's right, that's right. No, well, that's your because you're as part of his entourage. Yeah, not, not in that way. <laughs> listen to old, listen to old uh, episodes. <laughs> you're his, you're his wrangler. <laughs> you're walking around Comic Con picking up chicks for him. Hey, I, I, I hear Lewis was the fluffer. So, <laughs> hey, Lewis. Um, <laughs> no, but Guy Fieri. Um, it, it was the um, you know I've, I'm a huge Food Network guy, um, and I was watching uh, the um, the next Food Network star win, Guy Fieri won. You know, and I was thinking, I said, man, this guy's interesting. Uh, I I didn't really like him. You know, I wasn't like, oh my god, he's gonna be the next big thing. But his style and he, he was. You know, he was kind of goofy and everything. And so uh, when he won, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's going to be the next Food Network star. Um, I went to the Orange County Fair. And my wife and I uh, were walking around. And we saw the the, the ad for one of the pavilions that there was going to be like a cooking show. And the guest star was going to be Guy Fieri. I was like, ooh, I know that name. I want to see if I can like take a picture of this guy, this guy named Guy Fieri. (laughs) Gay. No, and so um, I was sitting there and I remember he was out there um, and and he, he, he went on the mic and he was putting on his Guy Fieri like, you know, you know, um... His 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 style and the way he he was talking, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. I, I want to see if I can get a, a a better picture of him. So he finished. He's thanking everybody. He started walking down, and the moment he got down, his demeanor changed completely. Like all of a sudden, became he be, he became a diva where all of these kids and all of these uh, the, these old people were asking for like um you know uh, signatures and everything. Like he wouldn't even like give them the time of day. He would just he just started like um, telling people to move away and and walk away. And um, one of the chefs started kind of and I was like maybe ten feet away from 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 him. Um, you know, one of the chefs who were who was there uh, um, uh, at at that conference started talking to him. And, oh, am I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. The guy looked at him and said, "Who who who are you? Why am I even talking to you?" And he walks away. And I was like, "Oh, well, at least I know who Guy Fieri is." So three people that I, <laughs> everybody says oh my god you know like Guy Fieri was supposed to be the, the, during the pandemic you know saved a bunch of people's um, you know uh, restaurants and everything you know yay but every single time I get to see Guy Fieri <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that he is a big jerk so yes yeah he was one of those pandemic heroes yeah like everybody yeah. was like he donated all these yeah things. ladies and gentlemen your pandi- pandemic hero big fake <laughs> Are you saying his hair is fake as well? No, 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 no. Of course not. That's 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 natural. Just like um, everybody's perms lately is is, is so natural. You did you say I have a perm? <laughs> no, well, not you. I mean, I mean, some people. <laughs> have you seen Lewis's hair lately? It's it's. 
I mean, I would say that my hair is getting out of control, but his is getting worse. <laughs> Sorry, Lou. Just because you're not here. <laughs> okay, so... No excuse um, for why he's not here. Don't bother him with it. <laughs> uh, speaking of famous celebrities, um, you know, there's a famous celebrity that um, uh, that just recently passed away that I truly hope that eventually there's not going to be like, you know, oh, he's like uh, he's like Guy Fieri. You know? <laughs> oh, he's like Patton Oswald, Or, you know, at, at the very least... The one positive thing I could say about this guy is that uh, I was never around him and he turned out to be a jerk. So thank God (laughs) for this guy. (laughs) So um, the person we're talking about today is unfortunately Ivan Reitman. Uh, Ivan Reitman, very famous, uh, very prolific and rare that I get to use that word, but a very prolific, um, uh, you know, artist, especially directorly, directorially, whatever that word is. Um, and unfortunately he just recently passed away, you know? Um, and when I heard it, like I knew that he was, I, you know, he was a, he was the director for Ghostbusters. So I was like, man, you know, what a loss. But it's funny to me that when I took a deeper dive into Ivan Reitman, I didn't realize that there were so many that movies um, that I loved that he actually directed. You know? yeah. So here we are talking about Ivan Reitman. And Harold, of course, is our uh, our resident um, movie file, I guess we can call it. Yeah, we can safely use the words movie file. Yeah, any t- one of the few times you can use the word file at the end and you're okay. Um, so Harold, take it away. Um, Ivan Reitman, what a loss. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so I'm with Dennis here. Like the name had always been something that I just, you know, had associated with our, our youth and just classic movies. And you think Ghostbusters, you think Ghostbusters too. And then, um, you, we, like Dennis said, we went into his, we went into his IMDb. And if you go to just the producer side, it's the most ridiculous amount of movies you'd ever loved all just produced by one guy and then just for fun we were like okay let's just look at the stuff he directed because if we go through the things he produced we're gonna spend three episodes on this yeah definitely because uh i mean i'm just gonna mention one he produced because it's one of the greatest movies ever created it's called euro trip he produced euro trip I love the fact that all the movies that was on that list, you zeroed in on Eurotrip. Dude, if I, when I zoomed through the thing, I was like, wow. I was like, awesome, awesome. Eurotrip? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Look, 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 don't get me wrong. Eurotrip, great movie. Um, one, of the, one of those movies that I wish um, w- would pop up on, um, on like... Because I, I still... I have no idea why I have not gotten rid of cable. Did we talk about this? Rid of cable? I have not gotten rid of my cable yet. Just because I like flipping through channels yep. and going, ooh, you know, this is uh, this is on. You know, it's and not just what do I want to watch today? Exactly. And then and even though I have a bunch of uh, and maybe that's something we talk about, but. I don't know. I like the excitement of oh my god! You know, um, I'm I'm on 162 and um, you know it's no reservation. Oh my god! It's you know it's TNT and there it's this show, something and yeah, your trip unfortunately hardly is there. And if it is, yeah. it's not even worth watching. It's all yeah because it's the edited version. Way edited. there's no point in watching a lot of the movies that are produced edited. By the way, <laughs> but like. We're staring at his just directed, yeah. films directed. And the first thing that pops up is uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Of course. 
And we're going to discuss this, but he loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. You, you was, know what? You're right. He was the man that turned Damn, Arnold Schwarzenegger okay. into a comedian. Because... Arnold, well, no, actually, he was a comedian before because everybody laughed at him. Oh, that was just his accent. Yeah. And that's just racism. Yeah. But we, we condone... We condone that? No, no, we don't. No, 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 we don't. We don't. We're minorities. We can't condone yes. that. Yes. Um, but, like... Um, we're going to get canceled, bro. <laughs> so get... Speaking of getting canceled, let's get... Um, but like, this is our last episode. Before, you know, you think of all Arnold's movies, and it's like, you know, Conan the Barbarian, the Terminator films, Predator, Commando, and then Twins with Danny DeVito. One of the best movies, and the things that... That's another. That's one of those movies that, when that's on TV, I end up watching that yep. thing. Because Definitely. It is one of those things where it's like it's super funny and it's like you know the um, the relationship or the camaraderie that he has with Danny DeVito is one of the best things. But you know, Ivan Reitman was like, "I'm gonna make a movie where Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger are long lost twins, and it's gonna work." And everyone was like, "This is gonna be dumb." Ends up working, and then so he's like, "Hey, Arnold's pretty funny. Let's put him in Kindergarten Cop." And another movie... And where even, I think even funnier. It's funnier than... Just what? because he, he's actually able to not have to, not have to work with Danny DeVito, which, you know, like... It's it, kind it was, of a crutch. Yeah, it's, it is a crutch. But now, all of a sudden, you are now the big comedic portion of it. You yeah. Know? I mean, the kids are, of course, the the big helper. That's the crutch there, because you, you, you see uh, Arnold and uh, interact with those kids. It's hilarious all, all of a sudden. Yeah. But it's, him, you know, it's it's not a tumor. Is still it's the most quotable movie that Arnold's ever made that isn't him murdering people. Yeah, like in Predator or Terminator. Yeah, definitely. And then, um, so like, Dave is one of the most underrated comedies of yep. all time, I believe. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I watch that movie every time it's on as well, because Kevin Klein playing two versions of Kevin Klein, and then Sigourney Weaver in her uh, hottest. Well, besides yeah. Galaxy Quest, yeah, you know, like um, again, another movie we need to watch. But okay, <laughs> like, see, like he, the dude made the classics here, man. Yeah, like um, and then we we kind of discuss this for just a second. Um, well, don't, again, Junior is still classic to me. Anytime again, comedy. Um, it's not as funny as the other one, but anytime you you have um, Arnold Schwarzenegger having to deal with that situation, <laughs> it's already it's already guaranteed. You guaranteed know, laughs. guaranteed laugh when when you know for a fact that he's gonna be uncomfortable. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, and then we kind of we're just joking about this for just a little bit here, but um, the it seems like a lot of his films, at least Ivan Reitman's films, the first half are very 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 very. Some of the funniest stuff ever. Definitely. And then towards the end, it just gets kind of serious, and then it kind of brings back the laughter. Like twins. Like twins, it's, it's hilarious the whole time, and then when they uh, finally confront the other doctor, and then Danny DeVito takes off. They gets, fight They fight, They fight. fight against, with, not against, with each other because yeah. of, uh, you know, of what they thought they were supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing with, um, well, Dave obviously gets dramatic. And Kindergarten yeah. Cop. The very end, you know, it becomes a chase movie, and it he... becomes it becomes Terminator. Yes, and... <laughs> he, he murders <laughs> the, the 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 guy, and, and then his mom, in the bathroom, and his mom gets beaten up by his partner. <laughs> so like it's it gets dramatic, and then and and the thing everybody forgets that that's the thing is like oh it's hilarious, yeah, it's and it's murder. number one comedy, <laughs> and then bam, somebody and then, dies. So like we're talking about this is uh. 
One of his early classics, Dennis believes, is the very first part of that movie is the funniest movie ever created. Yeah. But it's uneven because all of a sudden in the middle there's a shift, <laughs> serious shift change, and the movie gets kind of kind of crappy after that. And it's it's like it's like if Major Payne decided <laughs> that that halfway through he was it, it it almost happened because he left. Imagine if Major Payne, when Payne leaves, instead of going back to uh, with the boys, he is uh, he does Rambo stuff, you know, <laughs> and then at the very end, randomly like his troop helps him kill. You know, said Ahmed Hussein. That would That's be basically it. the storyline of Stripes. <laughs> so Stripes is the movie that we're talking about. I mean, I mean, Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray, and uh, Harold Ramis were such a great team. Like, um, the the National Lampoon guy. I mean, uh, him and Harold Ramis are National Lampoon's guys. Sometimes I could I confused uh, both of them because I thought they were one and the same when like Ghostbusters first came out, and then. So you have those guys, John Candy, Judge Ronald, all in Stripes. And then, um, like we say with Stripes, you can basically cut the movie off after they do their routine. And then you'd be fine with it. Now, before we move forward with this, I, I do need to tell you a personal story. Because this, this is where I shine. Um, <clears throat> so when I, was, when I was in the Philippines, there were a couple of uh, you know, matchbox... Uh, vehicles were famous you know uh, it, it was something that um it was actually available so one of my prized possessions was a kit i actually had kit awesome car and everything and there was one where i really thought it was cool like i was like oh my god this is such a great such a great uh like matchbox toy because it it was almost like a transformer. Here you have like um you know a recreation recreate recreational vehicle. Wow. Okay. Recreational vehicle, and then all of a sudden it transforms into like a uh, you know a tank almost. And I was like, man, this is the coolest toy. It wasn't until I went to America, watched Stripes, I realized, oh, I had the Stripes vehicle. <laughs> Who knew that I had I had two iconic Matchbox uh, uh, vehicles in, in my possession, and I just didn't know it. Yeah, that's that's still one of those things. It's like, what? what's going on here? <laughs> There's a vehicle that they have to uh, use, and and it's an RV. And it's an <laughs> RV. They didn't even try hiding the fact <laughs> that it was a really bad made but, RV. But though. Again, there was a purpose to it because even the military said that they needed to go uh, across the border and they needed to be able to uh, pass as tourists. And what else than a recreational vehicle? You know, that's I mean? true. Yeah. But um, if anything, we always have to thank Ivan Reitman for bringing to life the Ghostbusters series. Oh, definitely. Um, I know that they do some mentions of him because his son is the one that directed the last Ghostbusters. That's correct. And his son is an actual... Uh, a pretty prolific uh, director himself. He did Up in the Air, mm-hmm. and he did Thank You for Smoking. So you know, good for Jason Raymond. I mean, I'm I hope that he continues his dad's legacy. It's kind of going to be hard to top because his dad produced and directed some of the funniest movies ever created. So, yeah. so big loss. Yeah, good luck, Jason. You're not going to be as good as your father. Yeah. Also, your sister, his daughter, was uh, she is in some of the funniest TV shows. She does random like cameos and things oh really yeah she was in uh i just watched her episode of how i met your mother but she's also in it's always sunny in philadelphia oh starring danny DeVito. so Hmm. she gets to do some 
time with her, him there. So ah, kind of fun. Okay. Um, so, you know, um, uh, rest in peace. Um, Ivan Reitman, you gave us a bunch of laughs, a uh, bunch of uh, rich moments that uh, we wish that we are going to be able to uh, see, at, at the very least, half of it. Yeah. You know, because again, until it gets sad, until until it gets sad. Gets, not sad, but until it gets super serious. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just that he turned it up for stripes. You know, <laughs> even John Candy, uh, you know, with those girls, doesn't that, doesn't funny. make up for anything. <laughs> oh well. Okay, uh, last poopery, and I know this is uh, such a lot, a lot of things today that happened, but um, it's something that uh, when I saw it, uh, and surprise, surprise, it's a trailer, but it was a trailer that I was so excited because. I gotta tell you, I have not been excited. I mean, I've been excited about movies, but I have not been as excited as this movie. And the movie is a Disney Plus, a, a straight to Disney Plus movie, which I am so surprised because I would want, I want to watch this in theaters. But it is uh, the Rescue Rangers. Um, I don't think there's a subtitle or anything like that. Or, or I think it's just Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale the Rescue movie. Rangers, the movie. And so, um, for those people who are not familiar with Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, was one of the classic Disney afternoon uh, shows. Um, it reinvented and reinvent, reinvigorated Chippendale from being just a bunch, a couple of goofballs, to you know, serious private investigators that um, saved you know the world, or at the very least, the city. You know, and um, lo and behold, I I knew for a fact that there was going to be a a a show, and I have to tell you, H, I was not excited about it, just because of the two people that were going to be in it, because yes. Andy Samberg and John Mulaney were going to do the voices, and my na my naivete was like, that's dumb. Why would you get these two really funny entertainers? And you would speed up their voices so they sound like Chip and Dale. That was my mistake. So, Harold, clearly I'm wrong. And clearly I don't know anything that has to do with uh, with Hollywood. That's why I am just a poor, you know, podcaster here. <laughs> so, Harold, go and laugh. No, I, you I, know, I, it's... Okay. I was so bored um, before the Super Bowl mm-hmm. that I decided to watch a movie that was on, like, streaming or whatever. The movie I ended up watching was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm, okay. Um, just because it's like, oh, it's a oh, back one. Shipwrecked? No, or... the original. Oh, the original. Okay. So I enjoyed that one very much because it does Christmas music. Mm-hmm. But you see the people who are playing the voices of Alvin and the Chipmunks, and it's like, oh, Justin Long, uh, Jesse McCartney, and uh, Matthew Gray Goobler. Um, you know, just dudes. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you can... You, you know, Justin Long's kind of famous, so you can say that he's there, and at the time, Jesse McCartney was pretty famous. But you're hiding it behind sped-up voices, so you can't even tell who's who. Yeah. And I was, like Dennis, I figured it was going to be the same thing. I was like, yeah, we're getting two of my favorite people on this world to do their voices, but it's not going to matter because they're just going to speed it up. And then we see the trailer, and then the trailer is John Mulaney. Talking to Andy Samberg, and I was like, "This is the greatest day of my life." I was like, "They're animated, and they didn't even bother hiding it—the fact that it's just them." So I'm like, "Dude," and then it's like, it ends up being a meta trailer where you know they they talk about stuff. The beauty of this for me is that you you can't not you can't you can have 
you know, huge fanboys out there going, um, that's not my Chippendale. You know, their their voice is supposed to be this. No, that that's the point. You know, and and I think that I told you like. Uh, if my vision, which obviously my vision has always been wrong, because my original vision was wrong, because I, the fact that they even mention um, uh, Roger Rabbit, like I want this to be the second, the next Roger Rabbit, but instead of Robert Roger Rabbit is going to be Chip and Dale. That would be perfect, you know, it, and and it would explain why Chip and Dale sounds like John Mulaney and <laughs> and Andy Samberg. Because why? Because when because they're not doing a movie in a movie they have to speed up their voices yeah. but in being the quote unquote real people uh the, you know that was that, that was the idea behind um you know um uh, the original Roger Rabbit where it's these tunes that were playing characters and in my it, that's what blew my mind and god Harold if i'm wrong once again I'm gonna be so disappointed. I, that's about the this thing show. is, I don't think you're wrong. I think this is gonna be literally a document. It's it's funny. That's going documentary style. That's mm-hmm. what it seems like it's going, but like an actual movie, and then the, it being about Hollywood yep. and about like you know the lives of former actors because that's what it's pretty much going to. It's like talking about people who are famous in the past and what have they been doing since then, and now it's like. Yeah, you wondered what those cartoon characters were doing for the past 30 years? Well, this is what you're going to get, and you're going to get it from Mulaney and Samberg. Yeah, and the funny part is, you know, the the, 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 the the geeky part of me started, like, examining who are the characters, and the what the one glimpse that, that blew my mind, and that's when I realized this is going to be what they're doing, was when I saw Disney featuring some of the most famous Hasbro characters at least in the last like you know five years, and it's it's the My Little Ponies. They mm-hmm. walk, they do a walk through, and I'm like, how is this happening? And then that's when I put two and two together: Roger Rabbit, you know, and then all these different like um, you know uh, characters. It's what they're doing. And if it, uh, Harold, I gotta tell you, if it is what I think it is, it is going to be the greatest movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's gonna do what Space Jam was supposed to do. <laughs> Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like the original plan for both Space Jam movies, this is kind of what it's going to accomplish. There you go. So. I mean, so uh, Disney Plus, and I think it's what, coming in May or something May, like that? Yeah. So I'm looking really looking forward to this. Yeah, um, you know, aside from me just wanting the year, my, 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 at least my version of the year to be over, um, it's something to look forward to. So if you have not gotten to take a look at uh, Rescue Rangers yet, the trailer... Um, if you're a fan like me, uh, please watch it because um, there's only one thing that that needs to happen in order for me to be happy. Uh, I want to fall in love with Gadget again because you know she's a hottie. Are you gonna talk about both of them like some kind of weird love triangle here? I think so. It has to be because that's uh, unless they do a uh, like a Me Too movement type thing where. <laughs> Gadget is not allowed anywhere near near the two. She's not allowed to be attractive anymore. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> I mean, look at what, look at what happened. We never talked about Lola Bunny, right? That's because they covered her up. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's not just covering up. They they some, desexualized her. Somebody did. Somebody out there who obviously is um like 
uh, like knows people like me where I fall in love with cartoon characters for some reason. Um, and like they, no, (laughs) sorry, no, that's how, that's how it was supposed to sound like. There you go. I just admitted my love for, for gadget. You know, how, how weird. You're going going like multiple female. No, but I've, I've always, I, I thought gadget was, was hot when, (laughs) sorry, am am I supposed to, am I going to get canceled for my opinion? You know, she is like 40 years old. So yeah. So, and uh, even at that time, she was already, you know, and she was already a uh, what do you call this? Voluptuous? Um, not voluptuous. No, she, she had a job. Like, oh, so that oh, means. No. Well, I like the fact that you. I went with voluptuous. Yeah. Oh no, because she had a job. Because <laughs> she was like she was she was working at a shop already, so that means That's she true. was she was already like you know a grown up, you know. So. Now, I mean, now, now you've made this uncomfortable, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Harold. Oh, yeah. um, so, last thing that we have to talk about is um, the last episode. We 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 talked uh, not the last episode, but we uh, uh, two episodes ago we uh, talked about Boba Fett. You know, um, the book of Boba Fett uh, had dropped, um, and we had given our 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 thoughts. And if I remember it right, one of the things one of my comments basically said was that um, I thought that it 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 was started out slow. Um, b- um, by the third uh, by the fourth episode, I thought that they had kind of found its what I thought they were supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, they decide to throw us a curveball, and that curveball was showing us a, a, another show that we've been looking forward to, which was The Mandalorian. And and we talked about that, we, we talked about the, how the next two episodes basically became a Mandalorian, you know... 2.5? Uh, yeah, basically. And it, they started showing everything that we were looking forward to. So um, to end our episode today, um, we are our, our meat and potatoes today. Uh, we're going to be doing um, our discussion of the last episode of Mandalorian uh, episode seven, um, and our our general thoughts of the uh, the series and stuff, and what we thought overall. Um, you know what could have been better, what what was good, what worked, etc. 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 So let's start with you, H. Um, episode seven of the Mandalore. Uh, damn it! See, there we go again. <laughs> um, um, of Boba Fett. What did you? Th- what, what was your takeaway from it? Um, I thought it. It's weird because episode six literally had Boba Fett for three minutes, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it, they basically cut him out of his own series in two straight episodes, mm-hmm. and then they literally fling you right back into him. But it's not his story anymore. Wow. Like, it became all about, like, um, the Mandalorian story. Because it's, like, the backup that he's expecting is coming from his storyline. Yep. And, um... The, 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 the sheriff. Yes. Yep. Uh, Shan? No, that, that's... That's uh, Fennec. Um, that's Fennec. Why am I blanking on Handsome boy. Yeah, well, his... Man. His... Damn it. Blanking on his real name right now, too. It's, uh... Well, it's, it's Handsome boy. That's his name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Why am um, I blanking right now? Sheriff McHotterson, I think was was his uh, IMDb page. Thank <laughs> so, you so much. So <laughs> that guy, Sheriff McHatterson. Hold on, out. We're gonna we're gonna pause this real quick. <laughs> that's how that's how professional we are. Because I had it in my head and then I lost it. <laughs> Cobb Vanth. His name is Cobb Vanth. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, I don't know why I'm playing, but it's Timothy Oliphant who plays Cobb Van. Yes. And then, so it's like his... Well, you know why we, why, why you hesitated, right? Because he was the elephant in the room. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> the elephant is leaving the room. <laughs> You know that's that's a storyline from the Mandalorian. Yeah, and Those that are, came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It, it that was just, one of those. Hey, remember this guy from last? <laughs> from if this that's what's kind of crazy about this thing is this series obviously doesn't exist without the Mandalorian. Yeah, definitely. But there's so much backstory in those la- in the last three episodes that depend on you having to see the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like you. For the most part, you can go into other TV shows and be like, I didn't really catch too much of the original, but I'm not going to be missing too much, I don't believe. Like, if you'd watched The Flash, you hadn't seen Arrow yet, you hadn't, you know, you missed on some things, but at the same time, you could, you'd be able to catch up in your own universe here. Yeah. This one is kind of really dependent, like the finale especially, very dependent on having to have watched The Mandalorian. So that was like the... it's a, That's really the biggest complaint I've had about the series in general, is like... Give us what we really wanted, which is you know another season of The Mandalorian, which is what they were, are working on currently. But um, if you're gonna name it just the Book of Boba Fett, maybe include more Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, something that I was my biggest disappointment. Like I told you, was it took me a while to warm up to Boba Fett, and by the time I was ready to embrace Boba Fett, they were like, you know what, you don't need to know more about yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> Here is the Mandalorian that you used to love. <laughs> Let's focus on him because... And, and again, it's not like... Especially in Episode 7, it's not like Boba, there was lack of Boba Fett. There was a There's ton plenty of... There was plenty of Boba Fett. Um, and one of the biggest moments, at least they were trying to do, um, the battle be- that, that uh, Boba Fett does um, is there. But the thing is, again, they could have figured out... Away, you know, if they took away a lot of the Cobb Vanth, if they took away a lot of the Mandalorian storyline, um, you know, you could have kind of made sense. Why are we supposed to be scared about this cowboy that with big eyes? You know, why is there? Why does it seem like there's a big connection between Boba and this bug-eyed, you know, cowboy again? You know what are they talking about? How how does how does how, you know wh- what do you mean um, you, the, the, that um, Boba Fett was taught by this guy? There was so many things that I wish I knew, and I wish they delved upon. But unfortunately, you know, um, they 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 did it, which is weird to me because one of the comments that I that I had made to somebody was. You know, oh, um, you know, they they realized that it's not good, so they decided to um, switch it around. But the thing was, this isn't, you know, this isn't like a regular TV series where you could, you know, where the show is was produced like a couple months ago, and then now you can kind of react. This is this was already in the can by the time this whole show um, is is started. The, the you know the D- Disney already knew the beginning and the end of the show, but yet they still chose to do what they did, which is again a little weird to me. The okay, so that's the other thing is, uh, you guys had mentioned it. Uh, our other guy Lewis here, well, not here, not here. Yep. Uh, in our chats before had had talked about the fact that um, 
there's a great character reveal at the end of episode six. And then he's like, it only makes sense if you had watched uh, Rebels or if you had watched uh, Clone Wars. And I was like, dude, I had watched some of it, but I hadn't watched all of it. And so when other people were freaking out about it, I was like, I have no idea. So, I mean, I mean, that's the thing with Star Wars in general. Like, if you don't know a character, um, eventually someone's going to tell you about it. So, like, can you explain to me what exactly I was missing for just a second there? Um, he's just supposed to be a, a bounty hunter that helped out um, Jango Fett. So he was a contemporary of Jango Fett, and that's why he, um, that's why Boba knew of him, you know. And that, and he's supposed to be like a one of the most uh, feared um, bounty hunters. And so Boba is supposed to be a great bounty hunter. This guy is supposed to be a great bounty hunter. So again, there's that tension between them. But as you just mentioned, you needed to have known all of this before it made any sense, you know. But but again, I like the character. I thought, it was, but again, it 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 just lacked introduction, which is the the unfortunate part of it. Yeah, like like the introduction was awesome visually, very very satisfying. But, like, you know, just for people, it, it's, like I said, the show is just really dependent on you having to know the lore of everything in order for you to, for it to make a bigger impact on you, I guess. So, um, definitely, we don't, I, from the sound of it, we don't think it was the best show. But there were some moments there that, that, that I found at least entertaining. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts is uh, when um, the Wookiee, uh, was was gunned down already, and I, I didn't realize that Wookiees were invulnerable, because um, that guy got shot so many times with yeah, lasers <laughs> that um, he should have been dead. But um, you know, uh, but Boba's minions, um, you know, like saved him, and um, out of nowhere there was a, another bunch of uh, bad guys. And my favorite part is he did the superfluous turn around yes. and then kneel down and shoot everybody and, loves that episode. everybody loves that scene by the way and, and i clapped in i was like <laughs> yes that is that is what we need in the show more of this you know more unnecessary movement <laughs> the guy's about to get shot bro um another one of my favorite moments is um I would like, at least in my head, and again, as I mentioned, I don't know what um, Hollywood thinks and likes and everything. I I, I would kind of like to think that there was one scene that was a big, you know, F you to everybody. Uh, Was when Grogu um, turned around and then started concentrating. Because there was so many things that could happen in that moment. Um, You know, Darksaber could have popped out and he would have been the next, you know, um, Jedi... Uh, Mandalorian, you know, um, he could have like crushed the, um, the 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 big droid and all those things. What did he do? He took out a joint, and that was it. You know, that, it, it was such a big letdown. And then they were like, "Ha! This was a tease. Here it is. This is the moment you're gonna you're waiting for. He's up against a rancor." We're gonna put him to sleep. <laughs> so like, I thought you were uh, gonna say the big fu was the uh, him coming out of the uh, the X wing and then. <laughs> That's true. And then to her saying, "Grogu." <laughs> That's a terrible name. <laughs> I was like, oh. I, I'm not gonna repeat it again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you this. I was like, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. That is the bigger fu to all. <laughs> 
Uh, but again, I don't think that's a big F you to Star Wars fans. It was a big F you to Disney itself because they were like, you know, ooh. Like, uh, it was like a big F you to Favreau. Because yeah. <laughs> Favreau was like, ah, I have a great name. It's going to be Grogu. Guess what? Nobody likes it. Nobody's going to call him that anyways, bro. His name is going to be Baby Yoda <laughs> for the rest, for of, the rest of this guy's and life. And then that's what I mean, that's what's still fun is like episode six, you had him trying to learn how to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really... And, you know, you leave him with that very open-ended option at the very end where it's like you can either be a Jedi, continue your training, or you can, you know, go back to your buddy where you're more familiar with and then it's like... Which way do you go? And then that was a great cliffhanger. And then they were just like, oh, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, nice shirt. Look at your shirt. It's so shiny. What's it made out of? Beskar. Which, by the way, um, uh, I, when I was re-listening to our uh, podcast, um, you did say that you would be very disappointed if, if it was not. If I, I, That's what I, 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 I will maintain that till this day, that <laughs> why didn't they make him a little Mandalorian helmet? Because that would have been the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That would have been the gift I kept on giving. Yeah, I, 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 I would have worn that costume for years. I agree, I agree. Um, Chainmail, come on, guys. <laughs> the other thing, though, that I, I really wanted, aside from, you know, the... the um, the dark saber and everything. The one thing I wanted to uh, pop out, like that that moment where um, he was facing the droid, I really thought in my head, what if, what if, he, uh, what if Baby Yoda stole Yoda's um, lightsaber from Luke? Dude, that would have been, <laughs> been the most messed up thing ever. It's like you gotta choose. I choose both. I choose both. <laughs> Imagine that he, he, like he's he's like closing his eyes. All of a sudden, you hear. I you, I would have freaked out at that, that would, moment. That would have made the, that would have made the whole series in just one moment. Right or no, imagine he he opens it and then he takes off his 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 uh his his cloak and then he he's wearing his chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts on the Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> See, I I I have to say that at a certain point, what your wish has to happen. It does. It has to happen, or else it's such a as you said, it's such a. Big, uh, big commercial loss. Wasted opportunity. Man, again, it was shaped just like it. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, why would you tie that bow just <laughs> to just uh, just to psych everybody well, out? Here, here's the thing, though. I never uh, 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 another aside for that is I never realized that when you tie something l- like that, it looks like baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a bow tie. <laughs> it looks like a crushed ravioli. <laughs> is that what you're so, uh, it, I mean, like, I I enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. It was a great, yep. not great, um, hour of TV. I mean, the Fennec Shand uh, scene is probably the best thing about that thing because mm-hmm. you hardly get to see straight up murder yep, <laughs> in, no. in start, like assassination. <laughs> like out of nowhere, the, the rope comes in Dude, that and was strangles him. Ah! I was watching the video where it's like. Yeah, he has two mouths, so we got both throats. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you just made it worse for me. I just thought the guy just, oh, okay, you're going you're gonna to make it even worse. And then it's like, you leave it open-ended. It was one of those, like, oh, hey, there's another after-credit scene. And then, mm-hmm. it, 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 <laughs> then the guy that nobody knows, unless yeah. you watch unless you watch uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Um, you know, we, we do have, as and, and I always make Lewis... Um, do his shtick about uh, what it is. So we do have the meh 
um, which is which I'm really introducing. Um, the other one is what's the Elterry Blay? You're right. And, uh, um, cromulent, and there's different versions of cromulent. Yep. And then of course the last one is the Jeff Winger guarantee. Uh, where do you uh, put the book of Boba Fett as a whole? Not necessarily small, um, you know, uh, episodes, but as a whole, where would you put um, book of Boba Fett? I would say it's cromulent. It's not perfectly cromulent. It. Uh... It's fun. It has moments of fun. It does have a lot of downtime, like like we discussed before, where it's like the stakes are smaller, so you're able to just you know enjoy yourself with that. Yeah. But at the same time, they try to make it like a big deal at the very end, and it ended up being not so much a big deal. Yeah. So it's like for like, me, like how many know. times do you get do you have to see Boba Fett walking through um, his, his town? You know, it's, um, how many times do you have to see Boba Fett naked in a back attack? Uh, twice. <laughs> And like at, 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 at least, you know. And how many times do you have to see the murder of of uh, the, the the Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders? Raiders? Which, by the way, uh, they're all dead now. Apparently, <laughs> there was there was, a, there was a genocide of of a huge alien race, and nobody really and no one knew cared. About it. They were just like, "Oh, you came from them. What happened to them? They'll die, man." <laughs> and, and I like the fact that the only thing remaining of it is a murder weapon that 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 he used to kill the uh, bad guy. You know, that's not. Is there anything remaining of this culture? Yes, this murder weapon. This stick that I have that I'm gonna poke <laughs> Cad Bane with real quick. <laughs> so oh like, man. Yeah. Okay. That but wasn't I, Squidward, right? No, that, that was not Squidward. No. Oh. So I'm 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 hoping that um that. Boba Fett is is not there. In in your opinion, this is my last question to you. In your opinion, even though we did say it's cromulent, because I agree, uh, I am with you. That is my my score as well as cromulent. My 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 question to you is, did this book of Boba Fett do what it wanted? What Disney wanted to do for Boba Fett? Did it make him a more interesting character, or did it destroy destroy the mythos I, that we used to have? I really think it's the latter. Where originally, like even Clone War, not Clone Wars, like Attack of the Clones, kind of destroys his yeah because his the whole already. Django yeah and then all of a sudden you're like, a little kid yeah now you're yeah. just a clone from everybody else yeah. right whereas in if you had never believed anything else before that he's just a dude that goes out and tries to you know hunt people yeah and succeed Who, who's who's not scared of Darth Vader yeah know? he's just chilling and it's like hey I'm gonna be in the background of all these things and yeah. accidentally die. I mean, yeah, you. No one wanted to say he went out like a punk like that, but yeah. still, like that was legendary status already. Yeah. And then you kind of, it's like that's always going to be the the problem with origin stories or sequels. It's like if if it's not to the liking of what you originally was uh, believed it was going to be, then it's always going to kind of disappoint you. Yeah, so. agreed. Um, you know, and there's only one remaining question I have is, how the hell did the Beskar get dented on Boba Fett's? Uh, uh, um, uniform or, or uh, armor, and why does it look like that a twelve-year-old painted his armor compared to the really shy, uh, shy shiny, um, uh, uh, you know, Jin's? Um, was it because he just it was like second, like secondhand, right? Yeah, but you know, we're talking about like even Django had like dope armor. Yeah, it's almost like that. That's what happened. He was twelve. 
you know, I, this is not this is my father's. I'm going to make it my own. And then I'm going to make it crappy. <laughs> <laughs> and oops, I dropped this helmet twenty times. <laughs> Turns out, um, a best car you can you can shoot lasers against it, but a, a kid dropping it <laughs> just like an iPhone will crack eventually. Yeah. Okay, well that's no it for us. On that best car. <laughs> You forgot to pay for award, the insurance. Yeah, you didn't pay that sixty nine ninety nine. Um, uh, there was no Apple Care for. You guys got to pay for the sixty nine, guys. Yeah. Damn it! That's it for us today. I hope you truly enjoyed our episode without Lewis because I know I did. Jesus, man! <laughs> oh, Lewis, we love you. Um, if you like episodes like this, um, that is that is this amazing. There's only like one or two because that's when. You keep keep oh. shining, keep shining him until he comes back. <laughs> um, but we we do have our other podcasts um, uh, on the two fanboys one uh, one casual dot com, um, and you can also take a look at Facebook where we have our you know as Lewis calls our very active uh, members there um, that share and that uh, that kind of interact with us. Of course, we have um, all the other ways to see us is on instagram twitter and on tiktok we are two fanboys one casual and anywhere you find your regular podcast we are there as well and then you can catch me streaming on uh twitch.tv slash casual fanboy gaming okay well that's it for us today hopefully you enjoy our, our episode please uh tune in for more episodes and guess what guys we are nearing episode 200 and that Ooh. is when we reveal our identities to everybody. Look forward to that one. That's it for us today. This is Two Fanboys in the Philly Casual. This is Dennis. And I'm Harold. And Lewis is not here. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>